This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. This episode of Pushers Breakaway is brought to you by the fans, the people who support us at patreon.com slash Pushers Breakaway. Thank you so much. It's been a very wonderful month uh, being independent and being back working with the community. We are very edgy today on today's podcast, mostly because of Tom Wilson. There is a, if you're sensitive to uh, curse words, you probably want to skip this episode. Probably a good idea. Just giving you a heads up here, your friend Ryan. Uh, anyway, here's our good friend Mark Messier. Hope you enjoy the show. Hi everybody, it's Mark Messier, and you're listening to Blue Shirts Breakaway, the number one Rangers podcast. Hey, Bushwick fans, welcome to the week of the Bushwick Breakaway. I am your host, Ryan Mead of Patreon.com slash Bushwick Breakaway, and I'm here with my co-host, Gregory Kaplan of Patreon.com slash Bushwick Breakaway. Gregory, say hello. Uh, just getting it out of the way early tonight because I don't want to spend any time on it. The Tampa Bay Lightning are cheating. It's yeah, done. Don't over yeah, we got to get this out of the way because we have too much to talk about. It's so yeah. funny because, Greg, I got to tell you, I this podcast was shaping up to be a snore fest, a snooze fest for the you, you and I. Two games for the Islanders, yeah. zero goals. I went to one of them. I will talk about it at some point later in this podcast. The Rangers start a game versus the Capitals. It is a disaster pretty much from the start. They let up two goals in a row. The Rangers start coming back. Mika Zibinjad starts get starts to get hot. Lafreniere and Kako have what I would what I would say is like one of those uh, holy moments. Like ah, that you know everything clicks at the same time. It's absolutely filthy, disgusting, awesome. And then Tom Wilson happens. An absolute. Like, I, I I didn't care. The second Tom Wilson punched Bushnevich in the head and then literally assaulted Artemi Panarin. Assaulted. There's no other way to say that. I didn't care what happened in the game. I did not give a shit. I saw red the rest of the game. I didn't care the rest of the outcome. And, of course, he scores the empty net goal at the end. Just, there's nothing nice to say about him. And the way he taunted afterwards, it's like, I just get, I, I know this was the point of what he did to get under my skin. To get under the Rangers skins. And honestly, he the Rangers played very poorly after that happened. And part of that is because their best player wasn't on the ice, Greg, after he got assaulted. I, I I don't even know where to go. I'm so angry. And it's hard. You know, you know me. You've known me for a long time. We've done this podcast for almost 
Stick with me. Six years. How hard is it to get me angry? It's hard, right? It's tough. It's hard. It's difficult. It's difficult. Yeah, it I I, I tweeted it. I, I entered I entered what I call the Utley zone where I literally just forget about the outcome of the game. Yeah, I like that name, by not, the way. That's good. Yeah, well, because it's the only it's the, he's the only other athlete that's driven me to this kind of psychosis that I can think of in my adult life where something happens in the game and it, it's so beyond illogical to what the game is supposed to be that I stop being able to process the fact that a game is going on around the event. It's I, I we, we've had this discussion before on this podcast because I, this isn't Tom Wilson's first transgression, not just against the Rangers, but I don't know in general, I, it, it, it angers me to such a point because it, it first, it, it's just impossible. The, the amount of capital fans are like, Oh, you're just mad. Cause you don't have them. The reason I'm mad and the reason why I'm always mad when Tom Wilson does something this blatantly stupid is because he doesn't have to do it. This is the part that drives me nuts about Utley, and it's the part that drives me nuts about Wilson. I'm not saying he's a bad hockey player. I think he's incredibly talented. I think when he has his game focused and playing correctly, I think he's one of the hardest wingers to play against in this entire league. He doesn't have to be dirty and there is a big fucking difference between being tough and being dirty those are two very different things tom wilson is fucking dirty and a fucking piece of shit it it it, that's why it makes me so mad it'd be one thing if he was just a pleb if he was a pleb this would be right if he was a easy you know it was just like a absolute uh, the the oh my god the Capitals just tweeted Tom Wilson living rent free in your head oh my god are you kidding me bro he punched he has the he has the stick around Butchnevich's neck I I and you know what I I think we're good at this and I hope people tell me if if we're actually wrong and I'm I'm just being a, an idiot by saying this I think you and I even though we are homers we call it straight a lot of the time we try and call it straight. We try and say, from an objective view, and especially you, Greg, because I know I'm the more irrational Ranger fan here, and you're the, when it comes to the Mets, you're irrational, but the Rangers, you're pretty level-headed. The guy literally has a stick around Buchnevich's neck as Buchnevich is limp, not fighting back, and is on the ice in front of the goal, punches him in the head, and then continues to punch him afterwards as he tries to get up. I don't, he's choking him. I don't understand how this is rent-free. This is not a rent-free situation. This isn't his, like, this, if this was a one-time thing, like, okay, hey, he went off, that was it, put this, this, even that would be unacceptable, but we could at least understand it. The guy's been suspended four times for stuff like this. Four times, Greg. That's disgusting. I don't, uh, what, what, when is it enough? I'm not going to be like, hey, this guy's career should be over. Like, I'm not going to be like, oh, let's ban Tom Wilson for life, but let's actually make him double think doing stuff like this. And I, I will get, we'll get to the Ryan, grit stuff. Ryan, Ryan, what, what's going to make him double think? What, how, how many suspensions does he need? He, he had a 20 he game suspension that was, uh, was, uh, bargained down, I guess, to seven or eight games. Yeah. It was supposed to be 20 became 14. Then he had a quote unquote clean year. He concussed Brandon Carlo and was suspended seven games this year. And th- that this year, that wasn't very long ago. 
this the season's only been it's a five month season. It's not like he forgot that shit happened. I know. It's not like he's forgotten. I, 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 he leaves me speechless because I don't know what else to fucking say about him. It, it's, it's not a, oh, he, he lives rent free in my head. He lives, he doesn't live rent free in my head. You're just, it's, oh my God. It really is just like a, a complete and utter statement of where we are as a society these days that it's like, if I dislike your guy, it must be because it's something about me and it's not something about you. And you can't do any fucking self-reflection to understand that there's verifiable reasons for why people feel a certain way about a certain player. And it, it, it just drives me up a fucking wall. Again, I think the, the point that I try to hammer home so much is that I willingly admit that Tom Wilson is exceptionally talented at the game of hockey. It is not a comment of me saying he sucks. He sucks as a human being. And he has, there has to be something mentally unhinged in his head. That doesn't allow him to process certain consequences and situations that where he's just guilt-free doing this shit. I was angry when he punched Buchnevich down on the ice face down. That's a despicable play in itself. And then you go one step further with everything that happened with Panarin. And Capital fans being like, well, Panarin came from him from behind. Yeah, and then Tom Wilson fucking literally gave him the pedigree onto the ice. Like, yeah. and, and not only pedigreed him, uh, we're inches away here from... Panarin's like career possibly being changed like you know head split open kind of shit we really are his shoulder hits the ground first and I know replay is uh not exactly the best way to prove this stuff but he's inches away like uh, of of a angle of his head being directly on the ice split open first his eye gets split open from a one two as he throws him on the ice it's not hockey like there's a difference there's 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 room in the in the sport for being rough for being angry for fighting for hitting it's all there. I'm not trying to take away the tradition of rough hockey. I'm not. That's not hockey. That's assault. That's different. It's And Panarin came in to help his guys who were getting attacked for being defenseless. What is he supposed to do? Not do anything? That's what, what Panarin's a great teammate. Of course, of course he's going to go in. Unfortunately, Panarin's 5'10 and weighs 165 pounds wet. <laughs> that's, that's, that's what it is. Tom Wilson's a gigantic fighting goon, and he gave it to Panarin. That's exactly what happened. And from there, the Rangers looked lost. So congratulations, Tom Wilson. You succeeded. You got your 10 minutes in the box. I don't know if you didn't get a game misconduct. I, 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 how is that possible? I don't understand. That, that's where I'm like, when are we like, okay, we're going to keep him in the game now. What? He, he just threw a superstar. Like, uh, can I... Can, can you give it to me straight here, Greg? And I know I keep saying the give it to me straight stuff. I'm sorry, everyone listening home. I'm irate right now. If that was Sidney Crosby or if, if that was McDavid or if that was McKinnon, is, is the NHL just absolutely, like, are all the alarms going off in Toronto? Is it just different? No, because here's the thing that you're forgetting in the equation. For, to referees in the moment, they expect stuff like this from Tom Wilson. This is part of Tom Wilson's act in a certain way. So the refs are already working. It's like the refs have raised the bar where, oh, well, I expect Tom Wilson to do something dirty. So it has to be really dirty for me to do something about this. It, it, it's it, it, it's almost like, like the when they're in the playoffs and they swallow saying. the whistles and they're like, eh, yeah, you know. it, it's almost the inverse of what you're saying, where it doesn't matter who Tom Wilson does it to. It's that the ref then doesn't want to be the one overreacting to Tom Wilson. So Tom Wilson literally needs to take a skate off and slice someone's throat for them to be like, okay, 
that's, hey, that's what a, I got to draw the line on. That's enough. Like it, so, like, to, what your point is, the the refs understand that Artemi Panarin is an important person in this league and all that. It's not bias against Panarin. It's almost this innate bias about what Tom Wilson has to do for the refs to say that's enough. And they are part of the problem here. I don't know what more you need to see from what Tom Wilson is doing for you to do something about this. It's not helping the game of hockey. It is not elevating the game of hockey. It's not making it more popular. It is a thug doing thuggish shit that doesn't have room in this sport. It is an embarrassment to the game. It is an embarrassment to the Capitals because they are a very good team. Incredibly talented team. Yeah, that doesn't need this shit from Tom Wilson. They are bigger than that. It is ridiculous that it is tolerated. And it's not just the Capitals tolerating it. It's not just Capitals fans tolerating it. It's the entire goddamn league. And something else I hate about this is now we're going to get a goddamn think piece from the Click King himself about how the Rangers need their own thug. They don't. Yeah, they don't this need a good This shit doesn't belong in the game. Do you, you know what? This doesn't, they're, this they're, doesn't need to be po- right. This doesn't yeah. need to be policed by players. No. There need to be fucking adults in the room. And this league doesn't want that for whatever reason. They, it, it's not in their ethos. I, I can't explain why the hell not. It doesn't make any goddamn sense to me. If, if, and again, if the Rangers had, there's three players that would have stood up and fought in this situation and been a little bit more uh, on your typical goon, whatever you want to say. They're called Chris Kreider, Jacob Truba, and Ryan Lindgren. All three of those guys would have fought in this situation, would have been able but, to defend a little bit better. Here, but here's, here's the thing to push back against that, right? Sure. The entire, the entire thing about having the tough guy in the NHL is to be a deterrent. You can't deter Tom Wilson from being a fucking idiot. It doesn't exist. The only way you can do it is by literally taking off his empty goddamn head. You, there, there isn't a human being. If the Rangers had Milan Lucic, it doesn't fucking matter. Tom Wilson's still going to do his shit. Oh, Milan will then come back, Tom Wilson, and do something later? Cool, I'm still without Panarin. Like, it's not going to stop Wilson from being Tom Wilson. Right. All it's doing is hurting someone else. That isn't actually Tom Wilson because we have to do this eye for an eye fucking bullshit. That's not the point. I don't need the Rangers to have a big, tough man. I don't need it. They have plenty of guys that can stand up for themselves. All I'm asking is for the NHL to keep people from using violence on the ice. That's all I want. I'm, I, I just want them to call the fucking game. I, I'm, not, I'm not asking the NHL to do anything that isn't in the rule book. Follow the fucking rules. He, which one do you want me to point to that Tom Wilson broke that he should be suspended for? And that suspension should be for North of his – Longest suspension to date, which is at least 14 games, which was supposed to be 20. Which one did you want him to break? He broke it. Just find it and use it as an excuse. What are we doing? What are we doing? This isn't the fucking impeachment process. It's not this fucking hard. No, there are rules. He not. broke them. The fuck do you want? That's simple. I think we, we leg- I think we legitimately broke our F-bomb counter. I think we did. Oh, I'm, I'm, not, I'm not done. I'm not done. <laughs> I think we did I'm it. going into part two now. Greg Wyshynski wants to be the fucking senior writer at ESPN. The company that literally just bought the rights to the NHL. And he wants to defend this bullshit. Get the fuck out. What are you doing? I understand that part of it is he thinks he's being funny and he thinks it's an act. But I, if that's the guy you want leading your coverage in the NHL for ESPN and you're hoping he 
Greg Wyshynski is going to bring more damn eyeballs See, to the, your product. I like Greg, which is the problem. This like it's no, because that's the thing. He thinks he's being funny. Like he really thinks this is a joke. He thinks it's this like act he does where if he gets to be the heel, he gets a little more heat and more people will care about what he says. But instead, it just sounds like he's an idiot. Uh, it's it's not just that. It's that. I feel like I can relate to this in some way, right? Because we do the things with the fire, Quinn. We make fun. It annoys us. I get it. He sees the situation as, you're right, it's not as serious. Because, hey, it's just Tom Wilson doing another thing that people are going to overreact to. This is not one of those situations. This is not an overreact. Like, oh, I'm sure Tom Wilson does something every game where Greg gets his mentions blow up, right? Like, hey, look at Tom Wilson being dirty. I'm, I'm sure that happens almost every single game. This is a different situation. It's, it's it's literally assault. I don't know how else to put it. That there's no there's no other way to say it. And for him just to not only uh, say, oh, you know, people who we like and respect came at him and were like, hey, Greg, uh, this probably isn't the time. And he tripled down and defended it every single time. He was like, yeah, it's not that big a deal. I was like, what? Don't you fight against concussions on pu- on puck soup? Like, isn't that a thing? Isn't that like something you do? And I, I listen. I know puck. Whatever, whatever. It's a very popular podcast. They can do whatever they want. Greg is uh, Greg is a talented writer and has a storied history. But this is one of the times where he's wrong. It's okay to be wrong. We've been wrong plenty of times. But to defend this and to tr- triple down on it is brave. Really, truly, like it's not brave. It's moronic, to be honest. There's no other way to put it. The only it it's if you go back, right? I'm going to take you back in the wayback machine all the way to Friday night. Sure. This is going to blow your mind. I'm about to compare something to the what happened in a Met game. Unbelievable. <laughs> I know. I know. Buck, buckle up. You Buck. didn't see it coming. It's, it's yeah, incredible. yeah, yeah. But Friday night, Jose Alvarado strikes out Dom Smith in a big situation. And then, essentially, Alvarado tries to start a fight, right? Yep. And there are some Met fans out there going, like, oh, coward. He waited until his entire team was out there. Oh, what, what? Dom, after the game, says you could have met me in the tunnel. I got to tell you, Ryan. I am the most biased human being you could ever meet for the Mets. Comes to New York Mets. It could not be tr- you, more true. Well, the only thing that could be more true than that is how much I fucking hate Philadelphia. Just everything about it. Yep. Like literally mm-hmm. everything about it. You know what, Ryan? Yep. My reaction to that entire Dom Smith situation was Dom Smith wanted to meet him. He had a fucking opportunity and he didn't do it. And it pissed me off that Jose Alvarado, I was, I am all for players whipping it out in big moments and getting people into the game. Alvarado whipped it out, dragged it across Smith's face, and there's nothing. If Smith didn't want it, one, he should have gotten hit, or two, he should have hit him. Like, fine. That's where I was. In this situation, this isn't about fan bias. This isn't about what you feel is your own player being wronged. This isn't about whether, as a Ranger fan, I enjoyed seeing Buchnevich and Panarin get ragdolled. I don't care if that was fucking... Barclay Goodrow and Blake Coleman or Rudolph Balsers <laughs> and Brent Burns or right. fucking Jason Robertson and Tyler Sagan. I don't give a fuck who else was involved in the game. This isn't a, the only reason I reacted to it strongly is because I had to watch it. But if so, if he did, if this was a Capitals Islanders game and he bagged Barzal and Pajot like that, and someone retweeted it in my timeline, I would have said, Get this shit out of the NHL. There's no room for it. And this isn't making the game a better product for anybody involved. All you're doing is hurting your own damn product. 
So I don't want to hear that this is two Ranger fans doing a Ranger podcast reacting to something that happened to the New York Rangers, and we're just upset about it because we're not. This goes beyond what happened in the game. It goes beyond the final score. It goes beyond the fact that the Rangers are eliminated from playoff contention. It goes beyond the fact that it took Artemi Panarin out of the game. This is about Tom Wilson. And Tom Wilson has lost the right to be in this league, in my opinion, because he hasn't fucking learned. And I don't know how many opportunities you need to give someone. Well, if all you want to give him one. Molly Walker just tweeted uh, that Artemi Panarin is okay, according to David Quinn. So, but all it takes is, let's say that, our, I, you know, hypothetical that I don't ever want to happen. Let's say Artemi Panarin wasn't okay and things were changed. And this guy just changed the future of our franchise and your fandom for the next six, seven years. This would be a whole different conversation. And we're not, we weren't that far from that happening, Greg. I know it sounds crazy. We really weren't. That, that, that's, to me, that's even, even that is almost like waiting for causation to equal correlation. Right. You're, you're like, Wilson gets a break because Panarin might actually play another game this season. No, 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 no. This goes beyond the point. This isn't a first offense. It isn't a second offense. It isn't a third offense. It isn't a fourth offense. It isn't a fifth offense. I don't fucking know how much more evidence you need, right? Like, shit. What what do you you want? What What, else? What more are you waiting for? What What more do you need? What does he need to do for you to say enough? I, I, do do you need him to like hold a fucking severed head over the ice and then someone will be like, uh, 15 mm, games? I don't know. What do you think? 20? Reduce it down to three $5,000 penalty? Your thoughts? Ugh. All right. So here, I, I don't get, I don't get it. Here's David it. Quinn on, on Tom Wilson. This is from uh, our, our dear friend, Vince Mercagliano. Uh, there are lines that can't be crossed in this game. To me, it's just zero respect for the game in general. You get the one, you get, one of the star players in the league who could have seriously, seriously got hurt in that incident. Yeah, David. <laughs> yeah, buddy. But that's that's, that's that, that 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 that's my other thing. Like, I don't want to react to it just because if that was Kevin Rooney, the reaction should still be the same. Just because it's Artemi Panarin doesn't mean it should be treated more carefully, right? It's any NHL player. It's ridiculous, ruthless, dirty, doesn't belong in the game. I don't care who it is. Yes, it gets exacerbated. I'm not saying it shouldn't get exacerbated because it's Panarin. I just, it shouldn't happen to anyone because that's Tom Wilson's thinking. Tom Wilson doesn't give a shit that it's Artemi Panarin. Tom Wilson doesn't see who the fuck it is. Right, he's not he thinking like Jersey. It's, it's Artemi, it's he's, just an yeah, enemy. He just sees Jersey and he wants to put it through the ice. He doesn't, he didn't, you think Tom Wilson did it extra because it was Artemi Panarin? No. I think he just did it because he's Tom fucking Wilson. Like that, that's, that, that's what I'm talking about though. I, I, I don't want anyone to come at me and be like, you're just mad because it's a star or that it was two, two of your better players. It could have been Brandon Smith and Kevin Rooney. And I would be this angry. It's Tom. It's on Tom. Don't try and deflect this to be on anybody else. It is utterly ridiculous. Doesn't belong in the game. And it's disgusting to see. I don't know who's having fun with that. I don't know who think. I, I who, you who know, I was having a lot of says, fun. This is what I want. I was legitimately having a lot of fun as a Ranger fan tonight. There were things that were that were happening because Abinajad was on pace to go five goals again. It was happening. The Capococco and Lafreniere connection was something you dreamed about as a Ranger fan this year. At the beginning of the season, when you were yearning for hockey, you were sitting at home saying. Wow, I just waited nine months during a pandemic where I couldn't leave my living room, and I think about these 
fake rosters that I make all day. And my, we got the number one overall pick, and Lafreniere's there. We're going to bring it to Kako. And that play, the beauty of what you've always wanted, the things you've screamed and ranted about and wanted from David Quinn all year, finally, again, Lafreniere and Kako were back on the same line. And they had what could be a glimpse into your future of a beautiful goal, a show of talent, a show of elite passing, a show of elite puck possession, and you got to enjoy that for a total of maybe 30 seconds. That was robbed from you tonight. There are three games left in this New York Rangers season. We will be recording on Thursday night, I believe, after one more of them against the Bruins. The Rangers are officially eliminated from the Stanley Cup playoffs. And one of the last great moments of this season that you had was going to be that lafreniere Kako moment. Because i got to tell you, Greg, and we'll get to the Islander games from over the weekend, but there was nothing there for you. There was nothing for you to enjoy. And for you to get this moment ripped from you, you should be even more offended. I have to be honest. There's a lot of reasons you should be offended, but that's the cherry on top of everything. I just, I don't, I don't, I don't know what the NHL hopes to achieve by not giving him the book. I, I really don't because one, you and I have railed more times than Lord knows we know how to count. We can't count that high. We, we, just, we don't possess that ability, but we hate the idea of just having that grit and tough guy in your lineup because again, it doesn't serve as a deterrent, but two the old head credits out there, and I, I'm not going to be the guy that says you got to give them credit, but you got to at least ask the question, which is the only way to prevent Tom Wilson doing this to your team is by taking Tom Wilson out. And I have to ask, is that what the NHL wants? Do they want yeah. opposing teams Do you want a retaliation? when they play the Capitals? Well, it's not even retaliation. It's almost, it has to be, it has to be proactive, right? Does the is the goal of the NHL is their goal every night the Capitals play a game, their opposition puts one guy in the lineup that they can just sacrifice and draw Tom Wilson in the fights or attempt to injure him. Is that the goal of the National Hockey League? Is that what they think is best for their nightly product? Because that is the only way you can attempt to protect your team from Tom Wilson. And that's by keeping Tom Wilson off the ice. And that means do, do the Rangers, do, does the NHL just have to sign Cody McLeod to a one day contract, start him on the line against Cody McLeod, uh, against Tom Wilson, Cody allow McLeod Cody McLeod back. to, I don't know, attempt to put him in a body bag and get him in the penalty box for five minutes at a time. Is that what the NHL wants? Is that, is that the goal? Because we or do you want talent past- and do you want all, do you want actually hockey? What do you want? Yeah, I, I, again, it's it's like, but but like, when someone says, "Well, okay, there's no one that serves a deterrent from Tom Wilson," I agree. So then, the only way to protect your players from having Tom Wilson be Tom Wilson is you need to just sacrifice a player on a nightly basis and continue to fight Tom Wilson. Is that is that what the NHL wants? Do they want like four and a half minutes of hockey interrupted every forty five seconds by someone having to drop someone who Tom can't Wilson skate to get him off the ice? or pass or shoot? And is not named Brett Howden, and has to. Sorry, Brett. I know you broke your foot. My bad, man. Rocket. Um, but is actually can't actually play hockey. But their only job, legitimately, their only job there is to fight Tom Wilson. That's it. That is it. That's your only position. You get paid to do that. Well, that's other sports. We can watch boxing. We can watch MMA. You could do those things. I promise. 
Uh, it, it, it drives me. It drives me bad. Didn't expe- I, I, I didn't expect to do thirty I, minutes I on Tom understand. Wilson, but here we are. Honestly, yeah, the sad thing is we could probably do another thirty. I know because it, it's 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 just utterly ridiculous. I, I well, what, let's, I let's conspiracy who, who, theory this real quick. Okay. Or Tammy Panarin this this year political hit. Mm-hmm. Oh, you're saying Tom Wilson's an agent for Vladimir Putin? Putin. Well, very, I mean, Ovechkin is very Ovechkin close is with Alex a, a Ovechkin. Yeah. Just saying, there's a really easy connection there. Yeah. Is Tom Wilson KGB? I mean, I can't find evidence to say no. I can't say I, he's not KGB. There are what? How many? Seven seasons of the Americans? They exist. We we know that there were fucking Russian sleeper cells in the United States. I'm not saying Tom Wilson is the children. Of Russian sleeper agents, but, I mean, but I'm also not, I'm not saying it. I mean, no one's providing me evidence to suggest otherwise. I'm just saying to all. look into it. That's it. Right, 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 right. Like at FBI. Do you when think you're listening. what gets looked into first, Tampa Bay mm. or Tom Wilson? <laughs> Are can we be sure that they're not connected? Oh some my way god! <laughs> like does does the NHL allow the Tampa Bay Lightning to go over the salary cap because Kucherov, the Tampa Tom Bay Wilson. Lightning have the truth Ovechkin. about Tom Wilson and the NHL Putin. for the sake of their image doesn't want the truth right. out there about Tom Wilson. There's so a therefore, lot here. therefore the NH- Gary Bettman has said the salary cap doesn't apply to you Tampa Bay, but in return, you cannot say that Tom Wilson himself invented <laughs> diseases. <laughs> like, all right. I'm, all, all I'm asking, Ryan, all I'm asking. Yes. All I'm asking. Was chlamydia a thing before Tom Wilson was? Hey, listen. We're just asking. We're asking questions. I'm just asking. I'm not, I'm not saying it was or it wasn't. I don't think you can look it up on the internet and Google when was the first case of chlamydia discovered. Right. All I'm saying mm-hmm. is no one has ever presented me a timeline in which chlamydia existed before Tom Wilson entered this earth. Right. I need the All science. All I'm saying. All right, let's take a quick uh, that, break. That's it. We're big science boys. All we're saying. Let's take a quick break, and we will be back after uh, to talk more actual Ranger stuff and some other Click King stuff, I'm sure. Click King might join the how podcast. How quickly, by the way, yeah, I got to no, ask you, before you go to break, how quickly would the Athletic have fired us this week? We can't say that. <laughs> 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 I think I need to cut the first part out early. I'll bleep it. I'll bleep it. Uh, 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 but let's go to break, but then we'll come back to the number one New York Rangers podcast, which top tens on the iTunes every single week. What a joke. Tra- transition. <laughs> All right, we're back. Do you have to bleep that one part out? I don't think we did. Which part? Uh, that one. <laughs> I, I, I disagree. All right. Yeah, hey, listen, I I'm just not, not trying to call Dan and be like, hey, Dan, you're a lawyer. <laughs> I disagree. I, I'd say leave it in. All right. I'll leave it out. I think the, the answer to the question, though, is the, too many sticky notes. Too many notes. That's for sure. All right. Oh, that's uh, what we, sh- oh, we should have renamed BSBOT to too many notes. Too many notes. Too many too notes. Too many notes. Yeah. Oh, God. That's going to be stuck in my head. Uh, um, broomstick. Just somebody sitting. I, <laughs> no. There's been, there's been a pandemic. So there's a chance that that sticky note is still on a computer because they haven't gone to the office. I know. Um, I know. Hey, can you guys check dream. this out? Anyway, uh, <laughs> they said what? Uh, boy, it's been yeah, boy. It's a quick side note for fans at home. It's been fun mm. being independent again. Oh God, has it ever? It's been it's been freeing. You know the Patreon. I'll, I'll plug it now. patreoncom breakaway. We have a real good time in the Discord. It's great how much people actually support our nonsense. Truly, right, it truly right. is. 
Ryan, I got to tell you, this year's Kentucky Derby was one of the most stressful horse racing days of my life yes. because I made all of my notes available Public. to everyone in yes. the Discord. Yes. And I was like, this is, I hope I'm smart because here's all my information. And there are multiple <laughs> people being like, I'm just going to follow what you're doing. And you said, it but you did work. say in big stars, you said, this is not a financial advice and I'm not a financial advisor, right? Good. Correct. Because <laughs> I am not, nor would I ever want to be. Right. But also if people listen to my advice, they made money this weekend. And it, it just, it took a load off my shoulders for sure. Yeah, no, a lot of fun times. Uh, definitely. We've upped the edginess. Uh, sorry if you really liked our athletic style before, but now we're on athletic <laughs> Uh, so I went back to the gym this week. Boy, I have a lot of fun stories that aren't Tom Wilson to tell you, but whatever. Um, let's talk about the two Islander games, a little bit about David Quinn and some other stuff that we, we do have to get to at least. And uh, Brett Howden, there's a lot going on here. We missed Somehow I feel like we've actually missed a lot of news. Does that, is that possible? It happened. So Brett Howden broke his foot in a game uh, versus the Islanders where he was mm. one of the only people playing? That's like, uh, like I, I, I was there, Greg. I got to go to, the, got to, go to MSG. Uh, it was an honor that my, our friend Dan brought us or whatever, uh, brought me rather, sorry, not us. Uh, cause it was just me and him obviously. But at this point in time, I have to tell you, I don't think I'd go to another game before the pet, the house is full ever again. I don't know how Marlins fans do it down in Florida. It's very strange. It was the capitals. Hold on. Did the capitals delete the tweet? Did they go check it out? I think they delete. I'm, I'm checking. I think they deleted the rent free in your head tweet. They did. Unbelievable. I hope someone screenshotted it. Let me oh, no, maybe not. Maybe not. Okay. Oh, oh, they did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, they did. It's just doing that weird thing where if you go to their timeline, right, it says this is up, deleted. How do you, you click on the tweet itself and it says, hmm, this page doesn't exist? Mm. They go, hey, hey, you know who got a note? <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, but that person deserved the note. Yeah. We never deserved the note. That's the difference between us and them. Yeah. Sometimes we deserve the note, to be fair. Um, uh, in this case, though, uh, being back at MSG no, was no was absolutely strange. It, it was two, only 2,000 people. It was, like, hollow, very empty. And there was, I got to be honest, shout-out to Islander fans. A lot of Islander fans at the Garden with only 2,000 people. The team's well, good. Because I think, well, I, I think that's – I mean, you get to a point where – it's not really a playoff race anymore. Right. There are starting to be more options. I, that, to for me, that was an elimination game for the Rangers. They won that. They had a chance. There was a shot. Yeah, they were, I mean, they were. I'm just saying there was. I, I, I get it. But I also, one, it, it's still not easy to get your hands on Ranger tickets, especially, right. you know, 10% limit. Mm-hmm. Uh, two, the state hasn't been giving out shots to people over the age of 16 as frequently as you want. Like, I... I won't be fully inoculated until Thursday this week. Mm-hmm. So there was a there was a time where last, not last weekend as in the weekend that just passed, but the weekend before that when the Mets were home, I had considered just on a whim trying to go to a Met game. And then you go through all the steps that you have to go through if you're not fully inoculated. And it, it's cumbersome. So it's, you know, it, it's a difficult thing to do. I'm not if saying it hasn't it, been two weeks since you shot. Yeah, listen, I, things are opening up very quick. As you know, uh, or maybe you don't know, New York State is going to open up in mid-May at this point in time. I, I, I know. We, we can also – there's no rush, guys. Like, fucking – I know. But, but if you Nobody's want to go to the Ranger game, you should go. It was, it was nice to oh, be no, back. No, 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 no. This isn't me saying people shouldn't right. go. That, I, I think you're misinterpreting what I, I'm saying. I, I'm saying it's just – it's a process in which to go. Right, of course. So I, I, I totally understand why on a Thursday night – 
it, it might be difficult well, they, to find people. They didn't allow backpacks, and I had my entire holy attire with me. So I had to run tw- uh, 10 blocks back in the rain to my car with my holy attire on and then back with it on. I just, I don't know. Uh, unbelievable. Gets what, gets, what gets accomplished by prohibiting backpacks or purses? I don't know. I guess it's because they don't want to check anything or I don't know. It's... They barely checked it to begin with. I like, know. I, 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 I don't know. I'm I don't know. I don't get it. the no backpack thing, especially in New York City when you there's like not really an option. Kind of get it in L.A. Yeah. when you, everyone has a car. You can just like go run and put it there. Um, but whatever. Anyway. Yeah, like you can't it, – it's impossible to encourage everyone to – like New York City sports teams encourage all their fans to take mass transit because of God knows how many reasons. But then you encourage your fans to take mass transit. What do you want? Do you just want them to come with tickets and cash? Like what – you got to let them bring shit if you're not bringing a car. I know. Like you can't just leave it somewhere. R- ridiculous, dude. So anyway, being at, being at the Garden was great and everything. We had the we had the TV on right in front of us. We had the little NFL draft going. We had the Ranger game. I was getting super pumped up. I was like, all right, listen. This is a, this is an elimination game for the Rangers. They're going to have to come out and do something. This is – I'm finally back at MSG after all this year. I thought it would be way longer till I would get back there. I cannot wait to go back for opening night next year, of course, when the house is packed and everything is going crazy. Bro – I cannot explain to you how miserable that game was. I, I don't usually turn the games off. You know, you know, I'm not like that, especially with the Ranger games. I did leave a Mets game early once, and I got flamed for it. They ended up winning. Well, yes, well, they but, came back and won, so yeah, you deserve to be flamed. I did, yeah, I did. And I'm not even a Mets fan, but I did leave a Mets game early. But I'm not a, I'm not a leave early guy. I'm not a turn a Ranger game early off guy. I don't really ever do that. The game, I couldn't even leave. I couldn't even turn it off. It was they showed nothing, and both games. Both Islander games, Gregory, they did nothing. They were dismantled. I know I know, Truba wasn't available. I know Kreider wasn't available. Ryan Lindgren got his bell absolutely rung on a, luckily, a rounded corner of the ice. Uh, he's been missed sorely since, as we know. It was a destruction. Like, when Leo Komarov hits a top shelf shot all by himself against Igor Shosturkin, who's looked a little... Rusty, as of late, if you don't mind me saying, has that's when I knew it was over. He was by himself. Everything the Islanders did dismantled the Rangers. And I, I hope that Islanders team, you know, they make some noise. They're quite good. I mean, I'm not, I'm not wishing they win the cup or anything, but that's a team like this was a playoff game for the Rangers, and they did not live up to the test whatsoever. I cannot wait for next season. I cannot wait to see what happens this offseason. We're going to cover all of it, of course. I think there will be a lot of changes that get, that put the Rangers into the window contention, which I already believe is opening. But the Islanders are really good, man. They absolutely have the Rangers number on every single level. They do. Yeah, I, I, look, I, you got you guys don't need us fluffing Barry Trotz. No, I'm not sitting here. And, already do on this podcast. Yeah, best coach in the league. Squirtle, Squirtle's the best coach in the NHL. We don't need to go much further than that. Um, I do. There, there is a part of me, a small part of me, that wishes a podcast was recorded or existed either like late Friday night, early Saturday morning before the Kentucky Derby races started. Right. Where pure misery you had to have been at your lowest. And I had to have been seven levels below that lowest after the combination of that. the Rangers and Mets game mm-hmm. on back to back nights. Um, because there would have been a level of just utter, depression i thought this this podcast was going to be depression central but just turned out to be seeing red for sure well luckily for tom wilson if there is such a thing like again a profitable derby 
a come from behind win on Saturday by the Mets and whatever the fuck last night was for the Mets (laughs) for you on your side. That is yeah, right. Right. So I was coming in as happy as I could possibly be considering how just utterly inconsolable I was Friday night, but yeah, dude, I mean, it's tough because to a certain extent, once again, we play this game where how much of it is on the players and how much of it is on the coaching staff, right? Yes. I think there should be questions asked about the coaching staff, about why David Quinn and company at no point this entire season really deviated from the game plan to try to do something different against the New York Islanders. It doesn't feel like a single adjustment was made in any of the games against them, with the exception of the second game of the year when the Rangers shut them down. But again, thing to remember about that game is Varlamov was a late scratch. Sorokin doesn't, didn't think he was playing. There are a lot of things that were working against the Islanders in that game alone under normal circumstances. It, it is a fair criticism and a fair question to ask why the coaching staff didn't want to do anything different at the same time. I think it's fair to be critical of the veterans in games in which they're, it, it is do or die. At some point, someone needs to step up. And I'm not saying that Mika, I think Mika Zibanejad is very capable of stepping up. Same for Artemi Panarin. Same for Chris Kreider. I know Truba wasn't available for these games, so it's hard. But Kreider Adam was Fox, also, yeah, no, also not available, as you know. Was he not available Thursday? Yeah, he was scratched. All right, game, time, game time but scratch. Game time scratch. Adam, Adam Fox, Norris-level defenseman. Yep. Like, the, the Rangers had enough options there and enough healthy bodies where – you got to score at least one. And yeah, I, 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 I don't know what the, what the percentage split should be. If it's 50-50, if it's 60-40, if it's 70-30. Totally fair criticism to wonder why David Quinn couldn't, not even, it's not that he can't even figure the riddle out with Trots and the Islanders. It's almost that every time he was given the question, he tried the exact same answer every time. And it's like, you, you know, it, during Passover, Ryan, I don't know if you know this. Heard of it. Uh, there's, there's, this, there's this moment in the Seder called the four questions. Okay. And the four questions is actually just the same question four different times, but you get four different answers. It's, it's why is this night different from every other night? And you ask it four times, but four, each time you ask it, you're given a new reason why this night is different from every other night. And it's like the I, Barry Trotz asked the New York Rangers six times this year. Why is this night different from every other night? And David Quinn's answer each time was it's actually not. Yeah. Except that it was literally every time. Well, so man, I have a lot to say on this. That's the thing. Like, is it a fireable offense? I, I don't want to get into that. I don't care if, if you want David Quinn fired, there's nothing I can say. Yeah. There's nothing we can do to change your mind. Yeah. And if you think David Quinn should be fired, there's nothing I can say to change your mind. If I went on the opposite, all I want to do in this moment, Ryan, is be critical of a manager that deserves some criticism. That that's where I'm where I am with David Quinn in this one. With this specific one, again, at some point, if the New York Rangers want to be taken seriously, they're going to have to beat the New York Islanders. And if David Quinn can't oh, yeah. figure out Barry Trotz, that's concerning. But also equally concerning is the players got to show up too. Like I, I could blame game plan and say, well, David Quinn isn't giving the, these players these game plans. But at the same time. 
I know that there's nothing. It, it's like a Jacob DeGrom start with Artemi Panarin. You're not giving Artemi Panarin a game plan. And if Artemi Panarin can't figure out the New York Islanders, that concerns me as well because I, that guy doesn't need to be coached. He's, he's so gifted and so talented that he essentially does it on his own. And I think Mika Zibanejad is somewhere in the same neighborhood as that in terms of there are some guys you just allow to be themselves and you expect good things to happen. And those are two stars that can't figure out the Islanders. And that worries me as well. And I don't think that's, that's Quinn's fault necessarily. That's just another worry I have in terms of the New York Islanders. They're like, um, uh, they're like, uh, they're the villain in the movie introduced early when you're, when your young up and coming team is not ready to be the champion yet, but you know that they get introduced early enough where it's like, okay, so that is the mountain they're going to have to climb in order to succeed in the pinnacle moment of this movie. The Islanders are that for the New York Rangers. We can't take the Rangers seriously until they figure that riddle out. They're the mini boss. They absolutely yeah. are. And I'm sitting here saying that there are a lot of things that concern me about whether this group of New York Rangers will figure that riddle out. And it's why I, Greg Kaplan, would have thrown the bag at Matt Barzal. Just yeah. make it difficult for yeah. him. Yeah, I would have done the same thing. But here, thing, we, as here you know. we are. Fuck Tom Wilson. I, di- I, I, cheating, I, I digress. Uh, in this situation, yeah. one of the things we said early in the season – we. Mm. Because things are wrapping up now. This will be the last podcast we have after a game uh, until uh, preseason next year. And then, well, the the crazy thing to think about is when we come back to podcast our regular show Monday night, season's over. Yep, that's exactly what I'm trying to say here. Our next, our, the next time we're on on the on the feed show, we're back to you know it's not not pandemic casts, but there's a there we're we're in summer mode. We're in off season content mode, which is usually when we really heat up. But we were in off season content mode for like nine months, so. Stick with us, please. Uh, in this case, one of the questions we asked at the beginning of the season was, I'm really curious to see how Quinn adapts and adjusts to playing these same coach, coaches and teams over and over again. And some teams, I feel like he has actually adjusted. And there have been different strategies. And there have yeah, been, that, there have been that, things that, put, that, in, that, put in place. The Islanders part has, of it, not, like, yeah, has not happened at all. At all. Right, which is concerning, again, because we hold trots in such high regards that it's like, you know, other coaches, I would expect that an average coach to be able to take advantage of. It's when you get into that, like, top 5%. And it's why this weekend, I don't expect Rod Brendamore be, to become a free agent uh, on the head coaching market. It doesn't sound like he wants to become a free agent. It sounds like his contract is almost all almost settled. And he's just, like, he's such a good dude that he now wants to make sure his assistants are se- settled before he's settled. But, like, Rod Brendamore for me is, like, a top three coach in this league. Brendamore's and if up he's there, available, I fire, I'll fire my own mother to hire Rod Brendamore. Yeah, he's you know staying what? with Peggy Carolina. Kaplan, Peggy Kaplan would understand, too. She'd be like, no, that makes sense. Uh, here's here's more tissues for some reason. Momcast next week? <laughs> no, I, I, I think my mom's a little unhinged right now. Okay. I, I, I think we got to <laughs> give give Peggy some room. Maybe, maybe, Take a year maybe off? around – yeah, no, not a year off. Just maybe later in the year. All right, um, we'll, we'll do Momcast later this summer. That'll be fun. Yeah, it, you know, it just living in a pandemic in Florida for my mom is not exactly that's gone well. <laughs> yeah, it, it, I, I, I think she needs she needs some time. Don't put a microphone in front of her face. Yeah, I understand we're not with the athletic anymore. But yeah, goddamn. try not to get um, fired from our own Patreon. Yeah, Imagine Patreon can send right us right. a note. <laughs> we can't watch your podcast anymore because this sixty-three-year-old crazy Jewish woman really went off. Yeah, um, is she sixty-three? Oh, she oh boy, she's oh boy. She'll me. be angry. She, Actually, she listens, I think I just made her younger. She, she listens every week. There you go. Uh, it is no. She can't figure it out. No, it's she, fine. Oh my god, she can. Te- she she's learned how to text. 
and she thinks she's hilarious. So Saturday morning, this is a great story before we go back into it. Sure. Saturday morning, she sent me a text. She's like, I'm happy. You know, you're, my, my dad was not having fun. He also needs like cataract surgery. So he's been down in the dumps. Okay. Yeah. Uh, so my, mom was like, yeah. my mom essentially was just like, thanks for being a good son and talking to your dad, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, yeah, I'm not going to be able to talk to him much longer. The Mets keep playing like this because I'm probably going to just walk into traffic. Right. And my mom just hits me with hopefully. Wow. And then she like, she waited like five seconds and then texted the not in all caps as if she was being funny. But yeah, and my mom essentially being, I was like, yeah, no, I'm going to walk into traffic and not be around to text that anymore. And she's like, bet. And I was like, oh, okay. Uh, weird flex for a Saturday morning in which I'm not in a good mood. At least she didn't but send God, you like a, an okay. Like, okay. <laughs> hey, mom, I'm going to walk into traffic. Okay. I love when I text so- older people Sounds like that. good. Get yeah. some milk. Thumb- thumbs like- up. <laughs> uh, no, bet. Whatever yeah. you want to do. Yeah. Yeah, no. That, Wonderful. Peggy Kaplan. I, I, she, she needs some time. I don't, I don't think we need to do mom. I hope she's doing okay, bud. Uh, well, she, she, she seems to be doing. Just okay. Well. She's breathing. <laughs> I, I think that's I think that's where it comes. There you go. My mom uh, was very excited to go see April the giraffe uh, with me in June, and then April the giraffe died. So mm. uh, we are still going, but April yeah, will not be there as she's dead. Re- reasons why we didn't do Momcast this year. Yeah, uh, there's a lot going on. Anyway, New York Rangers number one New York Ranger podcast. Very fun. Uh, Click King obviously had a. Uh, is there a Cas- Cavum? Chasm? Chasm? Chasm. Chasm. Yeah. Oh, correct, correct, correct usage, though. Yes. Is there a chasm? You're growing. I'm growing like a tiny weed. Uh, is, is there a correct chasm? Is there a correct chasm? Is there a chasm between the top players of veterans and David Quinn? I think this just comes from when Artemi Panarin has like these long talks in middle ice with David Quinn, where he pretty much he says, hey, I'm way better than you. Uh, I'm just going to do what I want. And that's really about it. But the Rangers have been doing a lot more. It's funny because I, I thought that article where Larry goes into like the Northwest or the North-South kind of deal. And we had a a, a great guest last on last, last week, uh, the director of uh, What Lies Below. Uh, just Jeez, pl- pl- was that a week ago? Yeah, man. I'm, pl- I'm plugging him out. And, and uh, I, I want to call him Braden, but I know it's not Braden. It's Braden. 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 And Braden pretty much said like, hey, they're, they're being more of a North-South team. I don't know, man. I feel like I've watched a lot of drop passes from the Rangers that have done absolutely nothing this year. There's been a lot of uh, east-west passing that that has gone on, and maybe there is sort of a disconnect in the way of the styles that they're playing. But these players have also had succeeded under Quinn. They've had their best career years under under Quinn. I don't know if there's a disconnect. Maybe they're losing the message. They certainly didn't play very well. It could be a little bit on them also, on the on the players and veterans themselves, as you said earlier. But I I, I don't know. I don't know about that narrative just yet. I'm with you that that there. This is the first time in a long time where I think Quinn deserves legitimate criticism, for real. The Rangers had big games. He didn't make the adjustments. They weren't ready to play, and they haven't been ready to play in a first period in what seems like weeks. But this is not a time for a, where we go. Hmm, is Quinn losing the room? Because I'm not sure it matters or not. Because he's going to get another year, pretty much no matter what happens. Nothing can happen in these next three games that can change David Quinn's future with the Rangers next year. Not one thing. Right, because the Rangers don't think that they are off track, which is the only thing that could right, exactly get Quinn removed. The the organization believes wholeheartedly. And from where I sit, I can't tell them definitively no one way or the other. They are the fifth best team in a division where we thought they would be the sixth or seventh best team this year. Yes, we didn't see the Philadelphia Flyers capitulating as much as they did. But the fact that the New York Rangers – it took them 51 games to get eliminated from the playoffs. We, you and I before the season probably would have said, I don't know, anything beyond 45 would have probably been a shock to us. Yep. Um, 
So I, I, but at the same time, I think it's it's possible that Quinn, uh, the clicky uh, El Clico <laughs> Kingo, is both right and wrong, because I think, and we've talked about this before. We talked about it with Brad. And we've talked about it with other people. Panarin and Zibanejad are such talented players; they're allowed to kind of deviate from the plan when they feel it's necessary. But there have also been plenty of times this year where the New York Rangers are making one pass too many, where the East-West game is working to create an opportunity, except that the Rangers, it got to a point where I, we, you and I would be moaning about how unselfish this team is. Way too when all this, All sometimes this team needs is one player to be selfish. And I think that's what David Quinn talks about when he's talking about um, the Rangers needing to be less east-west and more north-south. I don't think David Quinn wants Panarin and Zibanejad to eliminate those parts of their games because those parts of their games are what make them special and what make the New York Rangers successful. I think what frustrates Quinn is when it feels like the Rangers are trying to go one step further than they need to, and he just wants one person to shoot the damn puck. And I also think the Panarins, the Zibanejads, even the Buchnevichs, they're so good that they can do whatever they want, and it's fine. But Quinn also needs to make sure that the children, Lafreniere, Kako, Kravtsov, even Strom to a certain extent, those guys need to follow the orders a little bit more closely because their games aren't ready to be free of coaching. I, the Rangers hope they get there, right? You hope Lafreniere and Kako develop into players where they do stuff tonight, which goes beyond anything David Quinn can tell them, right? But also, they're just not quite there yet. So you don't want them necessarily seeing the freedom Panarin and Zibanejad have and say, well, if they're allowed to do this, maybe I'm allowed to do this. When we hope that Kako eventually becomes a player where the rules don't apply to him either. And he just gets to freelance and do whatever the fuck he wants. But you know, you gotta, the message has to be the message for a reason. And while it doesn't apply to every player at the same level, it does apply in some regards. And really, I don't think we're having this conversation. If God, I I wish I took a tally of every time that it felt like the Rangers made two great passes to open up a shot, and then didn't but instead you? of taking the shot, they made a third pass. Oh, in the last two weeks, it was definitely thirty plus times. Yeah, it, it just definitely. I, I know times. it drives me batty because then I I become the guy that's on Twitter being like, I shoot don't the want to be shoot the I don't want to. Also, I, I do maybe, have to tell you, Greg. Though, at the best part about being MSG, the first three minutes, I got to scream, shoot the puck, and everyone heard me. It was great. <laughs> it was great. Yeah, you never want to be the guy to shoot the puck, but also when you're fighting the urge to yell shoot the puck it's not because you're acting dumb it's sometimes that you need to shoot the fucking puck shoot the puck yep preferably at tom wilson's stupid fucking face too while we're at it yep let's uh let's i'm gonna give some support out to or rather i'm gonna give some credit credit whatever i'm gonna name our supporters from patreon.com <laughs> and then we're gonna talk about what we want to see over these net this final week of new york rangers uh mm. this podcast is brought to you by uh, amber koesberger ben waters brian doyle brother Boucher bleeder cedar stillward david Na- narin uh, david siegel 
uh, Dennis Dites, Eric Stagg, George Wabritsky, JD, Jimmy Mack, uh, Chris from Florida, Kyle Franklin, uh, Lazek Gronowski, Stephen Lomier, Stephen Lomier, uh, damn it, uh, Mr. Bull from Norway, uh, also, also Norway, there it is, Swingard, Tommy O'Neill, the legendary tour for Manhattan, Vinny Hay, and Will Spector. Thank you all for supporting us. Patreon.com slash British Breakaway. All right. The final games of the season. What do we want versus the next game versus the Capitals and the two games versus the Boston Bruins, if anything at all? <sighs> Is Tom Wilson going to be playing on Wednesday? Will he be suspended? I mean, I bet you he's playing. Yeah, The NHL's a little different, right, where even when you're – appealing you're still suspended right. like wasn't that wilson's thing for the 20 gamer he was appealing it as he was serving it but he came back six games early um yeah i don't know uh if he plays it's the thing though if he plays wednesday night it's like this isn't a situation where it's alvarado against the mets and it's like it's it's good-natured violence it's like right literally not safe um I'm now, I'm now stuck on trying to think of what the fuck's going to happen if Tom Wilson's in the lineup. See, like, uh, uh, oh, I hate to be this guy. Like, do you think? They... No, because you know what's going to happen, Ryan? If Tom Wilson plays, you're going to see that fucking pleb Mason Gertzen. Or I was about to say, like, the guy that everyone wants to call up or whatever. Yeah, it's and... like, like, see, he's a pleb. He's he's a guy that's so bad defensively that they nail made him a winger just to fight. Like right. that. That's not the point of anything. Right. With what's supposed and to be I, going on. And I don't want to have that guy called up, and I want the kids to be playing. You know, I don't want – I want to, I, I would really like just, just to see as much – I would like Power Play 1 to be the kids and all the children, and that's it for these last three games. That's my one wish. My one true wish is that, you know, I know they're trying to get Adam Fox the uh, Nora still, and maybe he is still going to win it or not. I'm not sure. I think, uh, I think his, he's lost a little bit of momentum these last two weeks heading into voting season. We'll see if he ends up winning it. I know he's he had that swell, and we'll see. Uh, we'll, we'll obviously we'll cover that the whole summer until it happens. Uh, uh, but in this case, uh, I think he'll still be playing power play one. But I'd really like to see like Lafreniere, Heedle, Fox, Kako, Kravtsov, and just go from there. That's it. That's all I really want to see. Yeah, I'm at a point. I don't think Panera needs to play any of these last five games. I don't think there's any reason to bring Truba back. I don't think there's any reason to bring Kreider no, back. No, there's no reason. What are we doing? Why? Yeah. I would. I. I. I don't want to take Zibanejad out of the lineup, but I would like to see a situation where he's playing exclusively with Lafreniere and Kako. I'd rather see Buchnevich almost have his minutes sheltered the rest of the year. Not because I don't think Buchnevich has had a good year, right? But maybe put Buchnevich on a line with Kravtsov and put Heedle uh, between the two of them. I don't care if you want to call that your second line or your third line. I would mix up the players Strom is playing with because I don't think Strom needs to prove to me anymore that he can do it with or without Artemi Panarin, considering he was still Ryan Strom for the most part when Panarin was on leave. Um, but I, I do think, like, Quinn loves the blender so much, this is almost the time that the blender should be on full tilt. I think Miller needs to be playing with Fox. Uh, Tarmo, who had a tough night tonight, why not put him with Zach Jones and give them second uh, second line minutes on the on the on the, on the defense? Um, I would give Georgiev three of these last five games. I Is there five games left? A, I thought there's only three. 
there three? Yes, three, no, there's bro. more than three. No. There's three? Yes. There's only three games left? Yes, dude. What do you think? There's five games? We, we just said there's next. I really did. I ne- really thought there were next five Monday, games. Next Monday is our last podcast. You think they're playing five times this week? <laughs> I thought they were playing at least four. No, um, right? But it's, I would uh, give Georgiev two. I, well, then I would give Georgiev two of them at least. There you go. Try, try to end the season on a high note. Uh, if you want to give Igor the last Upcoming game, schedule, by the way. It's Wednesday, mm. Wednesday Caps, yep. Thursday Bruins. We record after Saturday Bruins in the afternoon. Season over, babe. I thought there was. I thought it was, for some reason I thought it was Wednesday, Thursday, Saturday, Sunday. The Rangers had four games left. Nope. Well, good for Greg. Um, <laughs> last game of the year, Saturday. You said Saturday at three p.m. That's it. Fantastic. I'm gonna miss that entire game because I'm going to the bet game. There, um, there you go. I, 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 I promise you that you will not miss something. I guarantee you. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I'd, I'd give. I honestly, I yeah, give Gura give two of the three. Why not? Um, I. I don't think there's anything he can do in these last two games he gets to rebuild his value on the market. Doesn't hurt to try, at least, right? No, when I, I the game he started versus the Islanders where he notoriously is very good against them, and he also just pulled the Georgiev and let a breakaway in. It's like, okay, well, that's it. I almost I, – I, I'm never actively rooting against the New York Rangers, honestly. Yep. But uh, I'm – there's a part of me that's at least somewhat relieved the Rangers got shut out again with Georgiev and goal. I know. So like, we don't have to have that game ended one nothing, and people would be like, ah, Quinn, blew it again. What an idiot, blah, blah, blah. And it's like, wow, they both suck equally. So Yeah, I know. Igor's, there. Igor's been a little rough recently. That's okay. I, I think yeah, this – you run out of gas. I think this whole think team is out of gas. I think they just I, – I do as well. I think they, they – they decided they weren't making. They didn't decide they weren't making the playoffs. They they were eliminated. The Islanders decided they weren't making. The yeah, playoffs. Islanders decided they weren't and making it, the playoffs, and that by the second game they were like, "We want to go home." And that was it. <laughs> that was it. All yeah, right, but, it's tough. It it it's tough, but forever and always. Um, yes. Fuck Tom Wilson. Yes, the Lord Tap Bay Lightning team. Thank you for supporting us. Uh, it's been a wonderful couple weeks here is that is that going to be the new thing now is like every time it's not just going to be the lightning are cheating we have to connect it with the lightning are being given a free pass to cheat because they have the correct information about tom wilson yes so now we need to just figure out what the correct yeah, information that, is that one is I, I don't want to have the uh the f tom wilson be our slogan i don't like i want to be a, i don't want to be associated with that but i the deep state yeah. conspiracy uh yeah yeah I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. Feel free to associate us with Tom Wilson uh, inventing chlamydia, though. That yeah, is that's fine. Cool you that. can, you can, you can say, "Well, the blue should breakaways guys seem to believe X, Y, and Z." And we're like, "Give us the evidence that he did it." We'll wait. <laughs> all right. You can support us on Twitter. Uh, you can follow me at Orion Mead. My biggest tweet of all time is going to be about me getting my ass eaten like an oyster. Greg, you can follow Greg at Pushers Break. Uh, where I where I tell the ESPN's NHL senior writer to gleefully eat my asshole. Yeah. Um, yep. We're not these, a kick podcast, by the way. I mean, we're not. You, whatever gets you off, go for it. All right. We're, we'll yeah, be, damn right. We'll be we'll be back uh, on OT on Patreon later this week. And if you're not a Patreon subscriber, we'll be back next Tuesday morning. We love you guys. Bye. Don't forget to wear protection, guys. Yes. Big big protection podcast. Bye bye. Hmm. This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.